Welcome to the podcast from the middle of nowhere. We are deep, deep into the national forest of Oregon. I feel like somebody's going to like walk behind us or something and makes us seem not so deep in the forest because we're really not. We're like a mile from town, but it feels deep. Have cell service. We're in the national forest in Oregon. We're just outside of Bend, Oregon, which is one of our favorite places. We love Bend. I love Bend. Why do you I, love Bend? I don't want to say because I don't want people to move here because I want to move here one day. Right now, I still can't afford to buy a house here, <laughs> but it's B- beautiful. Bend is beautiful, and it's such a it's such a fun small town. Like, but it's a small town that everybody knows. I feel like yeah, there's so many people who've moved here, and it's changed even since we first started coming here. Mm-hmm. But it's in the high desert of Oregon. So let's let's set the scene of where we're at and why we look the way we look. We are in the high desert of Oregon. If you don't know what that means, if you didn't realize Oregon, you know, beautiful green Pacific Northwest Oregon had a desert. It does. It's very, very dry. Very so, dusty. So does, so does Washington. I mean, the second mm-hmm. you get across the Cascade Mountains, it changes climate so quickly. You have evergreen trees, and then you get across the eastern slope of the mountains, and it just dries out. But it's sunny. We're in the high desert, which means we're high in elevation. So we're about 4,000 feet right now, mm-hmm. um, which isn't crazy high. But I guess we can consider Denver is like, what, 5,000, 5,500 feet. That's pretty high. Yeah. You feel it when you run for the first time when you get here. But it's hot and dry. The humidity is like 10 or 15%. There goes a cyclist. I goes to this little brown lab. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and another. Obviously, we're very deep in the we're, woods we're right now. We're very deep, deep into the woods. But we love Bend because it's, it's beautiful. But then the people here, I feel like they sort of get the outdoor adventure lifestyle. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, they they get it. Like Everybody's on a bicycle. Everybody's in the river. Everybody is just outdoors doing something. It's one of the few places in America I actually feel safe biking on a road these days. But they have so many trails for mountain biking and gravel biking. But road biking, I mean, that's such a huge appeal to me. It's just the infinite number of trails for running and cycling and you know in the winter you can cross-country ski I don't ski yet but I aspire to one day so I think maybe I'd I'd pick that up if I moved here but anyway Bend is sunny whereas you know Seattle and Portland are rainy Mm -hmm. Bend is sunny it's cold but I mean we should jump back really quick because we're getting hung up on Bend yeah sorry (laughs) let's explain this like we are in Bend because we are in our new camper rig yeah 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 okay Maybe you don't follow us on YouTube, which I don't think there's that many people who listen to our podcast who don't follow us on some other form of social media, which we've shown pretty extensively, our new camper. Um, but I'll jump back even further than that to, I guess, about a year, year and a half ago when Chris and I first started looking for a different camper. We had been on the road in our Sprinter vans for about four years, and we had, for a while, wanted to go international. And traveling by road just seems like a really natural fit for us because we love traveling slow and we travel with a dog and, you know, it just for all these different reasons, we really wanted to do overlanding, which is just a fancy way of saying traveling the world by road, by land versus flying from place to place. We love that we can see these small towns and see a different side of cultures that many people miss because, you know, they fly into one city and they may do a small little circle around an area and then they fly to the next place, whereas overlanding we get the freedom to really go wherever we want to go and see the way the locals live and anyway so we knew that we needed a different camper because the one we had was just not going to be um conducive conducive to the way we would travel internationally just mainly because it's expensive and it's a new diesel so it wouldn't handle the fuel it anyway it just it was it was not going to be the best option mm-hmm. and it took us about a year and we bought one truck thinking it was right it wasn't and then we kept searching got frustrated it was a really long process and then finally about a month ago this camper popped up on the market sort of out of nowhere i had followed this couple 
for about a year or longer who have been traveling North America. They'd already done the Pan American Highway in a similar truck, and then they shipped another truck back, imported it to the U.S., traveled in it for over a year, and then they decided to sell it when they were done with their camp or their travels, which was they listed about a month ago. And I saw it on Instagram, and I sent them a message, and it all happened super fast. Super fast. Way too fast. But I had seen them living in this camper. I thought, this couple's really cool. They're from Switzerland, which, I mean, is already, like, a different level of cool. I feel like Switzerland's supposed to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we... And they've traveled everywhere. They've traveled a lot of places. They're really cool. Um, but they've got a lot of overlanding experience, and it just seemed like the perfect trek for us. It was exactly what we've been looking for. It was not the top of our budget, which I think was a huge relief that we didn't have to go to our very maximum because um, nobody wants to hit the maximum of their budget and then mm-hmm. be stressed on whatever adventure they're endeavoring on. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah, like you said, it happened all so fast. And here we are in Oregon sitting in this new rig. And <laughs> I and love how I just like blah, blah, blah. And, Chris is, and so we're in Oregon now. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> but we're in Oregon for a reason. And we'll touch on that later. But for the last three, four days, we've been with the great people at Overland Expo, which if you don't know what Over, Overland Expo is, it's this really big festival of all these cool trucks, motorcycles, campers. Mm-hmm. And it's where people get together and you get to learn from other people who travel the world, who do life sort of similar like how we do it or, or how we travel. And um, it's it's fun to learn and be with people who um, kind of get the world a little bit. I think we need to talk more about So I think we need to talk more about this in a minute because Overland Expo, I think people are going to have questions mm-hmm. about it because it is a really interesting thing. But I think before we get to that, let's talk, let's go kind of chronologically of where we were. So we've been on the road for... Over three weeks now, three and a half mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah. So we drove across the country, picked this up in the Pacific Northwest, and then since then we've been traveling. So let's talk chronologically about life on the road. What's it been like being back on the road? We'll get to Overland Expo in a minute because it, it was such a great experience of learning from people and all that good stuff. So we pick up the keys from the couple. Yeah, and then you drive through rush hour traffic, and then we finally get to our camping spot that night. Yeah. Can we be honest about where we camped that first night? If you want to camped at a casino because if you don't know (laughs) if you don't know casinos allow campers to park there they do they do a lot of them do yeah and uh, so here's the here's the thing with casinos you have to go in you have to sign up put your name down and then they're hoping that you stay in they're like and they give you ten dollars for free they're like here's ten dollars spend it anywhere which way you want and i just it's ten casino dollars it's not real cash money otherwise i would just pocket it but uh they we never go back in. I'm like, thank you. And Every now and then we'll get something like a Coke or something like that to support or say thank you. You know, I, if they I'll, have like a food thing we can I'll buy. I'll be honest, this casino, the the food court looked like a bowling alley food court. So I wasn't, I, I wasn't going to like use the $10 to the, the food court area. Okay. But yes, well, you're right. Can we say why we stayed at the casino though? Because we got handed the keys like, I think it was like 4 p.m. Yes, the days are long in the Northwest in the summer, but we don't like, we have this rule that has been this rule for years of we do not drive at night. That's like this number one overlanding rule, like don't drive at night no matter where you are. Even though it's a very safe area of the country, you don't know where you're going. Mm-hmm. You're going to go out in the national forest. Who knows what's around you? Like we've never had a bad experience in the national forest. Anim- animals too. Animals, which I'm not really that concerned, but you never know what's going to be parked around you. And even if like, it's sort of an eerie feeling anyway. But so we, we played it safe. It was getting dark when we got to town and we said, okay, there's a casino. Let's just go stay at the casino. It wasn't the most glamorous first night, but we did it. And I think that was the first, like, 
kind of felt like we were back at home a little bit. Not really. We didn't live at casinos, <laughs> but we every now and then you do have to stay at them. Um, I think we probably have, I don't know, five times since we've lived on the road in four years, six mm-hmm. times, six different places. Um, but yeah, it was a quiet, safe place to park for the night. It gave us a chance to go to Trader Joe's and get groceries. And, mm-hmm. and then we finally hit the forest. And we finally got to go to the forest, which is what we've been wanting for months and months and months. And I'm just so thankful that it timed out that we got this camper in the summer in the Northwest. I think I would have been a little less excited if it was somewhere like, you know, January in Iowa or something. We got to pick it up because I mean, who wants to go to Minneapolis or Iowa in January? But it was beautiful summer in the Northwest. Mm -hmm. And so that was really exciting. Yeah. All of our change happens in June. So what's been, what's in your opinion, what has been the hardest thing about being in this camper now? Like getting your life, you know, like you've been, you haven't been doing van life for the past year, you know, traveling that way. So what was, what's been so difficult about it now? I miss my showers. I knew that was going to be the thing. Even in the first vans and stuff, showers are like, I love my showers. We do shower about every day, but we don't always have enough water to like wash our hair every day. And I, so I miss that. I also miss having our own laundry machine. So those are the two things I miss the most more on the road, but I would give it up any day. I would give up my house tomorrow. If I had to choose between living on the road and a house, hands down, I'd give up the house. Mm-hmm. For the past three weeks, we have been trying to like get our van life or travel. It's not a van. It's we truck keep life. Van. Yeah. <laughs> we've been trying to get those, that same routine or like the, the skills that we acquired while doing van life. We've been trying to to get those back under our feet and like, you know, get the hang of things like where to go fill up water, where to, you know, find a good campsite, where to, you know, uh, do dump stations, blah, 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 all that. I feel like it's come back pretty quickly though. I, haven't, I don't feel like we really had a huge growing. I think the biggest growing pain is just figuring out the new camper, which hasn't been that hard besides mm-hmm. driving stick shift. Yeah. But other than that, I feel like it's come back pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, we just kind of slipped right back into it and we're, I mean, it helps that we're somewhere familiar too. Yeah. We that- got to slip into it somewhere that we, know and love yeah and we don't have to think about it as much much. you know we're you know we know we we love this area and so we know where to go yeah it's really nice so with this you know what are your hopes like what are your aspirations with this new truck question i would love to take this truck to as many countries as we possibly can we're trying to decide where that's going to be first and i I don't know if we should even say which ones we're like strongly considering because i don't know if those are going to happen but um hopefully we'll know soonish I don't know. I mean, this whole process of figuring out shipping providers or whatever you want to call it, agents or whatever. It's a, a job in and of itself. It's a lot of work. And then you get all these people's mixed reviews of, I had a horrible, horrible experience shipping into Buenos Aires. And I had a, a wonderful time shipping into Malaysia or Kuala Lumpur. But I mean, everybody has these good or bad experiences of each place. And so you're like listening to this and you're hearing these horror stories or these wonderful stories. And that's a little stressful. But at the end of the day, just a truck we'll do the best we can be the smartest we can be and we'll figure it out but my goal is to i would love to see us go to so many places and travel as fast or as slow as we feel like we want to go and just take our time and i want to take the back roads i don't want to see just the places that are within an hour of an airport i want to see the places that i've never heard of on pinterest or on youtube that many people haven't gone to i don't want to I want to I want to go and be surprised by something because I feel like there's so much social media that just about each place and you go there and maybe it lives up to the expectations, but so often it doesn't of what the picture's been edited to look like. I want to go somewhere where I haven't been inundated with like, is that the right word, inundated? Yeah, inundated. With like tons of images of a place where I, I want to go somewhere where I don't know what's coming around the corner. That's mm-hmm. what I want. And you think this truck will give that to you? 
I mean, I think any any you can get that any way you want, but I think for us, a truck is going to be the easiest way to get that. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be a cool opportunity. I think it, yeah, I think it can get us to a lot of places around the world. What do I want? Yeah. What's your goal with this? My my goal with this truck is very much very similar to Sarah. I I think being able to travel slow and not have an end date at a location. I know there are times where we travel where we need to be somewhere at a certain time, but it just sounds amazing to me to be able to drive this somewhere, maybe on a beach in Costa Rica or so and just or Baja wherever and could stay there for three weeks and you're not you know racking up all these hotel room bills you know like already i mean the amount of money that we spent driving across the country before we got the rig makes me sick it's i mean we we paid almost was it 250 300 for one night no we paid over 300 a night for a Hyatt place in South Dakota. And that, I mean... Trust- it was like 350 It was the only hotel available, and it was downpouring. Yeah, and already this rig is paying for itself because we're not having to stay in hotel rooms. We almost... I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. We're just going to sleep in the car. I just almost slept in the car for that night, but we've been driving for 14 hours, yeah. and I said, we're going to have to cough it up and pay $350 for a Hyatt place in South Dakota. And we didn't even eat their continental breakfast in the morning. We were gone by like 6 a.m. I was like, I'm getting out of here. I was so I love upset. South Dakota. I do. I do. I was so upset. So. <laughs> you wanted that continental I breakfast? I wanted that. Con- like, anytime somebody has free breakfast, I will eat it. Like, it doesn't matter how disgusting it is. It's free. I'm like, right, let's do this. And I'm not the only person out there like that. If no, it says I know free, you aren't. If it says free, it's, I'm, I'm going to partake. I always send him down. He goes down, eats on his own, eats breakfast, and he'll bring me up a coffee. And I say, if nothing else, just get me a banana. <laughs> Usually the bananas are, like, reliable. Not Nobody's bad. touched them. No, yeah. They're wrapped up No, still. they're all at the waffle maker. Yeah, nobody touches the. They go right past the bananas at the waffle maker. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, this thing is already paying for itself. I personally, this is just uh, my hot take, but I think the whole flying all over the world and staying in hotels and Airbnbs is a little bit of a overglorified thing mm-hmm. i don't think everybody has to have a truck because i don't think a truck camper or an rv makes sense for people who only travel two weeks a year but personally i think if you want to do extensive travel i don't think that one that's the most i don't think it's the most socially responsible way i think you kind of come in exploit a place and leave but also it's expensive and i don't really think that the culture like everybody talks about like oh the culture of hustle is so toxic you know and then I see people flying from country to country to country, and that's just, like, further amplifying that to me. It's yeah. just the hustle. And I don't want to, like, knock people if they love that because I, I just don't love it. I guess it sounds like I am knocking you, but I'm really not knocking you. Like, if that's something you love, if you genuinely love the art of travel, that's great. But I think, like, the whole culture of lounges and credit card points and all that kind of thing, it's great. I mean, don't get me wrong. We have learned a lot about credit card points, and they've gotten us from place to place, and they will continue to get us from place to place. But – I personally love the slower pace because I think it allows you to invest in the culture that you're visiting better. You get to experience it, you know, because like when you fly, like you said, like you fly into a place, mm-hmm. it's just like you see a billboard. You see the, the, the five hot spots on TripAdvisor and you don't really know that place. You've been to that place, but you don't know it. And I, I don't know that we're ever going to get to know a place fully. Like I never want to be like, ha, we figured it out because we don't know everything. But I just, I think such a trend right now on social media, especially, is fly to a place, you do that one epic thing, you go to the top five restaurants or coffee shops or anything, and then you peace out. And we're guilty of that, too. We've done that in places. Mm -hmm. 
And I always leave feeling like I don't feel like I really know that place. It's the places that we've had a little bit of a struggle or have gotten lost or have had to work outside of our comfort zone a little bit that have made us remember that place. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's the places that, yeah, it's not the places that we're doing. The places that we go and we're going with the intent of like, oh, this will be good YouTube content. Those are the places typically that I don't remember as well because I'm so focused on trying to make it clicky versus actually experiencing it. And I don't know if there's anybody in the world who could deny that too. Mm-hmm. And I think since we're going to be traveling slower, we can go through these places and put down the camera for a little bit. We can be in the same place, get the content if we want to get it there, but also have some time alone or maybe alone before we film it so we can kind of really get a full understanding of it. Mm -hmm. Maybe we don't film it at all. Maybe we don't film it at all. That would be the dream, huh? I don't know if we even put this in there because it sounds like I'm attacking and I'm not because I totally understand the beauty. Like people love flying in hotels and I would love to stay in some five-star hotels. Yeah. Like that is my goal. There's a balance to it. There, there is. There's There's a balance. There's a balance with everything. But I think the reason why we got this truck is that we personally like to travel slower mm-hmm. and we personally don't feel like we can enjoy a place or feel like we get to know a place if we're rushing in and rushing out for, due to those deadlines. Yeah, that's one thing I heard today from a lot of those panels of the overlanders. And granted, this was a an, a vacuum chamber of everybody was kind of the same mindset. But we sat in on a couple of different panels, like roundtable discussions, and people would ask questions about, you know, seasons of travel and time and when should we go and this kind of thing. And I heard multiple people say, do you have a time you have to be back? And people would say, well, no, I don't. Or yes, I do. And the resounding answer is always, well, you don't want to have a time you have to be back because that'll allow you to really travel the way you want. Mm-hmm. And you can see so much more. But if you have a deadline or a time you have to be back, you're going to be constricted. Yeah. And some of these people, their deadlines were they had, you know, they have a month off for their job yeah. or, you know, whatever. And so they ha- they can't get out of that. But some people are kind of like us where our work allows us to work from anywhere and we don't really have to be any at, at a physical location too many times, you know, and um, which is nice. And so there were some people that were like us who were like, yeah, you don't like we're just going. Yeah. I want to be clear about who I'm speaking about right now. I'm mm-hmm. not speaking about everyday families like I was growing up or you were growing up where, you know, the parents worked nine to fives and you guys get two weeks of vacation a year, but can maybe only afford to really go on one, you mm-hmm. know, if that, you know, but I'm talking about people who are like us who travel extensively. All right. So that's what we want out of the camper. But let's talk about where we've been. Let's talk about where we've been the last two weeks since we've had the camper. Mm-hmm. We got it, and we spent the first like, almost week in Washington, which was amazing. We could spend forever in Washington, but we did have to get to Oregon um, for a meeting and then for Overland Expo, which we already kind of touched on a little bit. But Washington was incredible. But then we stayed at the casino the first night, and then we met up with friends, which was really fun. New friends, but friends we talked to online for a long time. Yeah, We got with them. Got all of our groceries, did a little bit of laundry, did all the like the chore kind of things from the new camper. We got a couple of things that we didn't have, like a mattress and sheets and that kind of stuff. And then we booked it to the woods, which sounds kind of weird. But I mean, national forests in Washington are just the absolute best. And that's something that you've been wanting for a long time. You've missed yeah, it. I have missed it. I missed being out there and just seeing the views. There's a picture of me and Kramer. I think it's the second day we were in the woods or the first day. And we fell asleep. It was like 65 degrees outside. It was sunny. We were sitting in a lounge chair with this amazing view. 
And I fell asleep in the lounge chair with Kramer on my lap, and then he fell asleep too. And then Chris got a picture of us. <laughs> it's so funny. It's just the summation of what what the last what we've needed for months, and what we finally got the last couple of weeks. So we spent a lot of time in the woods, which camping in the national forest is so nice. Mm-hmm. Some are nicer than others, but Washingtons are beautiful. Yeah, and organ <laughs> and organs are beautiful too. Organs are beautiful. Yeah, and there's a lot of there's a lot of places that we haven't been to, but there are a lot of places that we like revisiting mm-hmm. because it's nice i know some people don't like to revisit places i am not opposed to revisiting places i'm I'm not i would love to visit new places but revisiting places because i love them there's nothing wrong with that i don't think that's us i mean we keep coming back to bend because we genuinely love it and washington yeah it just holds a special place in our heart go and you can relax and just really enjoy it you don't feel like you have to see everything because you just are there to enjoy what makes it special so we've been on the road for two weeks there's been some learning curves again. Not re- actually, I feel like we kind of slipped into the routine of life on the road pretty simply, pretty easily. We got back to doing our laundry. Mm-hmm. Laundry, doing the dump station, filling up water. I mean, all cooking the- in a one pot. That's Cook- it. Cooking in a all one-, one pot meals. All the Trader Joe's stops. So many Trader Joe's. I don't pass up a Trader Joe's without going yeah. in. We would be starving right now if it hadn't been for Trader Joe's because those Trader Joe's like easy meal kind of things are the best. Just get a few things and yeah. toss it in a pot. So we've been like, so we've been trying to like get a feel. Uh, we've been trying to get our legs back, you know, of traveling this way. And I, and you're right, it it hasn't taken too long. And so now, now we're excited about going to the future. So I mean, in the past two weeks, we've been bopping around the Pacific Northwest, and we just we we're literally recording just outside of Overland Expo. We just left the event. Yeah, this podcast episode that you're listening to was recorded the night before it's being released. Yeah, but that's not. For lack of trying. Okay, so we have a few other podcast episodes that are going to be really, really good. A couple that we've we've held on to two really good ones especially because we want to release them. But we timing is not quite right. And we wanted to release an episode about being in the truck before we're not in the truck. Because we have to leave the truck tomorrow mm-hmm. for almost a month. We have to go home Yeah, for some other previously arranged stuff. But we finally got podcast microphones for our truck, which was not cheap. But we knew once we got the truck camper that was going to be be an investment we had to make. Yeah. And so our goal is to drive around the world with our podcasting equipment and podcast from wherever we're at. I think that needs to be a segment on every episode of where are we podcasting from today? So yeah. previously, if you guys have watched the video version, you know that we were podcasting from our co-working space in Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. Well, we have the exact same podcasting equipment here. So hopefully it's a very similar sound. I think it will be a very similar sound. I hope. Yeah. Well, leave it in the comments below. If this sounds... Like garbage, or if it sounds the same, please let us know. I I'm enjoying doing this. I mean, our co-working space is awesome, but right now we have the windows open. It is finally cooling off. I there are clouds in the sky for the first time in two weeks, which usually I wouldn't want. I love blue sky, but man, it's been 90 degrees and like blistering hot, and it's finally cooling off for the day at 7 p.m. So the windows are open. It's breezy. We each have water and beer because it's been so hot and we have put in a weekend of work and socializing and fun we are socialed out i feel like but not not in a bad way so much fun with everyone but man overland expo is just like so much socializing and there are still people that we said hey let's meet up with and then we just never got to connect with again like there's so much socializing let's let's talk socializing that's a hard word let's talk about overland expo i mean we've 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 briefly touched on it we've we've touched on like what it is you know it's all these like-minded people but why did we go this year we did go last year. This wasn't our first one. I need to touch yeah. on that. Um, Overland Expo, did we talk about what it is? Yeah. I can't we we yeah, did. So, like, it's did. education, it's, it's products, a, yeah. camping, all that yeah. kind of thing. Okay. For us, we aren't 
even last year we weren't so much into the shopping side. We were kind of browsing for what what products we may need for our truck build. So I guess mm-hmm. we did do some shopping. We just didn't buy anything. This year we went knowing that we really didn't need any products. There were like two different things that we were there looking at. But past that, we were there for the classes, the community. And that's about it. That's it. We yeah. were just there to hang out with friends, old friends, new friends, meet new people. We wanted to learn a lot from, like, because there are people who travel the world extensively and have been doing that for years and years. There are people like on these panels that have been traveling by car. I mean, there was a guy on there who had been traveling via car overlanding for over 20 years, you know? Oh, no, 30. 30. Wait, hold on, hold on. Okay, you called it a car. That guy did not have a car. No, he Can we a, talk about what that guy had? That guy had a freaking tank. He had this military grade. I don't know who made it. I don't know if it was like one of those massive Mercedes. I don't know. This thing was like 30 feet long, probably 15 feet tall. I mean, it was massive. You see that thing coming towards you, you're moving you're, out of You're way. running. You're running. That thing is just massive. And if you, I, I mean, he looks like, it looks comfortable, but it also just looks like it's ready to attack like it's like a military kind of truck but they've been in this truck since oh gosh i don't remember how many years they've been in this exact one i wish i had gotten a picture we could have put it up on we, the screen yeah we should man it was he's a really cool guy he and his wife travel and i didn't talk to his wife but he was on two of the panels we were on because the dude's been everywhere in the world so everywhere. he was on the panel for south america and for africa and he travels so slow oh so slowly like he he was on the south america panel today and he was everybody's talking about like you know i spent you know, four months in Central America driving. And then he, he came to the microphone. He's like, well, we arrived in South America in 2017 and we just got to the U.S. two weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, this dude is just like moseying on through Mexico. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, he went to French Guyana and Guyana and Suriname. And I mean, he went to every country in South America. He even got across the border in Venezuela. I mean, granted, he's not American, but he got across the border in Venezuela for five minutes and then had to leave. But I mean, he's been everywhere and they travel so slowly. And yeah. he was like, yeah, we left Mexico. We stayed in Mexico for two years. Yeah. Two years they didn't leave Mexico. But it was so fun listening in on these panels and listening to like tips and tricks and, and just how to deal with people, but then also what to expect. And yeah. it was so, that was the best part about this year at Overland Expo for us. We, that's what we personally, like we both walked away and we're like, I really enjoyed those classes a yeah. lot. Yeah, they were so good. I mean, these guys get, the more you do this, the more you realize how small the overlanding community is. Mm-hmm. Um, but you read all this information online, but then you get there and you have these very specific questions that maybe the really exper- the people online aren't answering because they haven't experienced it yet. But you can sit there and you ask them these questions and they just like spit off the answer, exactly what I was wondering. And they give you all this information. And even though it may be their personal experiences, I view that as so, it has so much value because they've done it for so long mm-hmm. and they've been there for, they've been in each place for so long. And you can't take away somebody's personal experience. They were, and they're such nice people. Like everybody in the community has been incredibly nice. And it was, we talked to one guy, um, his, his channel's called The Road Chose, The Road Chose Me. The Road Chose Me. If you Dan. haven't, Dan, yeah. If you haven't watched him on YouTube, Chris and I found his stuff a couple of years ago when we were really starting to dive into overlanding information. And we started like researching it and like, is this even possible? Do people even do this? And we found Dan's channel. Really cool guy from Australia. He's probably what, 30s too? He's about our yeah, age. He's, yeah. Um, but yeah, go look him up. He's on Instagram and YouTube. A wealth of knowledge. And we were talking to him. We're like, hey, your channel's been awesome. You know, we talked about Africa with, a little bit with him and, and he recommended I talk to one lady 
And I said, oh, you mean the lady in the, you know, so-and-so lady? And I was like, I actually met her last year at Overland Expo. And he was like, well, that's the one to connect with. So, like, I instantly realized how small the community is. Like, mm-hmm. everyone knows each other. Um, and it's I don't want to make it sound like this is, Overlanding is, like, this crazy thing for people who are only, like, ex-military or, like, avid travelers who have a ton of money. Like, no. no. These are, like, Joe Schmo who decided to take a risk yeah. and... For, for whatever reason, it's not as popular in the U.S., Mm-mm. but in Europe and Australia, these, I mean, it's, they do it all the time. We had a panel today for South America, and it was a panel of four guys. By the way, there are very few women who do this. Like, I want to just put that out there. On all, There's never been a woman on a panel here. No. I haven't seen a single one. But uh, I know there are women who do it, but I haven't seen any on the panel. So there's four people on the South America panel today. One was a Dutch guy who lived in Australia. One was a guy from Costa Rica, one was from England, and then there was one American. Mm-hmm. But I, it's so much more popular overseas than it is the U.S., and they were even talking like iOverlander. That's such a staple app for us in the U.S. when we're traveling and boondocking or uh, bush camping, as they call it. And they, yeah. they think it's so funny we call it boondocking. Yeah. Um, but they were saying, yeah, like iOverlander five years ago, there was nothing on it. Like it's just now picking up steam to, you know, remote camp and off the grid in the U.S. But for them, it's like, nothing yeah it's been around for a while so it was so it was a lot of fun being at overland expo and getting to hear the experiences from all these different people and that's why we went and we also went to see old friends and meet up and just you know it was it was a fun time so if you are ever interested in like overland expo did not sponsor this segment by no any we means. just it's fresh on the brain we just came yeah from like, we still have our wristbands on yeah <laughs> we do yeah we do don't we yeah yeah so i mean we genuinely like the event and we genuinely like the people who are there there's people who go and they're just like shopping for new gadgets for their trucks and you know that kind of thing but there's also people who are really there to connect and learn from each other and that's really what we get excited about but yeah. i mean there's something for everyone if you're there for your truck that's awesome go for it but so i think i mean and this is just a part of our journey so we are here we did overland expo and now the next part for this rig I mean, eventually, you know, we have to leave. We're coming back. But eventually, we're going to ship it somewhere or we're going to drive it somewhere. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Where would one place that you would love to do a podcast? Like, what is a location that you would love to do a podcast from? National Park in South Africa. Uh, Kruger. Yeah. Like, I think it'd be so fun. I could completely blank. I could see the name, but I couldn't think of it. Um, I always think of Seinfeld, um, the boss, Kruger. Oh, Kruger. <laughs> Um, I would love, I think that'd be so cool to be like, we're in Kruger National Park recording a podcast and there's an elephant outside our window. You know how cool think, that'd be I for the video be, version? Yeah, I think that'd be really cool. So if you're watching the video, yeah. hopefully we won't look disgusting next time, but we, you know, no promises, um, no promises, but we are living this truly nomadic truck life for the past three weeks. Mm-hmm. And we, um, we're excited to where like we can take this podcast on the road. Yeah. I don't, I wish I had a time frame of when we're going to be on the road or have it on a ship. I mean, it could be as early as three weeks from now. It could be as late as a year from now. We have no idea. Yeah. I think realistically a few months is probably the most realistic. It um, takes time. It, it takes time. It takes planning. It takes, I mean, depending on where we're going to ship it first, depends on more visas or more mm-hmm. import permits. I mean, it's so much more work. So, yeah. um, Stay tuned. I think in the meantime, we'll still have some other adventures to come. Yeah. I know we'll have other adventures to come, but for now, we're in the States. We're in the States, and we will be traveling here soon. But think of this episode as like a town hall meeting. Like we're just kind of dumping a lot of information on where we're being, what, we're, what we've been experiencing. And I like this. We haven't had an episode where it's just been you and me. Yeah, and also the intro. Hmm. Yeah. People may not like this or they may like it. I don't know. I don't know what you guys are going to like, but it's been fun. Yeah. 
I think it's been a nice to like recap what's been going on because you're right. Some of these people may either be behind on YouTube or they may not watch us on YouTube. Yeah. And so I think uh, we're going to do another episode here in the near future where we finally dive into the questions because a lot of people have left voicemails and text messages for us. Yeah. Well, one of those has already specifically been answered in an entire podcast and that's coming oh. out. We've already recorded. That's a really good one. That is a really good one. So we'll probably dive into some more of those here soon. But one thing I want to be really clear on with all of this is that we don't want our travels to be so much about the truck because that was really an easy pitfall with the van early on because mm. the van content, it got the likes, it got the views. People were interested in van life. It was a very hot topic when we first started it and we grew and grew and grew a lot from that. But then a lot of people came around and they only were interested in the van. They weren't necessarily interested in the travels. They were interested in the van. And I feel like yeah. we've pivoted a lot from that in four yeah. years. Well, and it, it, you're right. It's easy to fall into that. And even at um, Overland Expo, people were, you, you could tell the people who were really interested in the travel portion but then you could tell the people who are just super interested in just the rig but like, that's i mean personal preference there's nothing wrong with that but no. i think for what we're passionate about yeah we don't want to accidentally hone ourselves into the niche of i guess the truck mm -hmm. we do love land cruiser we're really excited to be in the land cruiser cool group now it's yeah. kind of a it's a it's a fun little group um but we want it to be more about the travels and the adventures and the people and the places which is one reason why we're really excited about traveling with the microphones on the road because i feel like we can make episodes from the road and really talk about where we're at in this moment. Mm -hmm. This one's a little bit different because it's a very much an overview and catching you up on where we've been, but I don't want, I don't ever want our content to fall into, it has in the past, but I don't want it to again fall into the, the pitfall of being about the vehicle rather than the vehicle just being a means to an end to get you from place to place for the It's adventures. a tool. It's a tool. It's a tool to get you there. It's a tool. So yeah. that's what I want it to be. But yeah, I, I just am really excited about what, what's ahead we've i've spent so much time on ioverlander and all the overlanding facebook groups and websites and everything and should we like give them three ports of where we're looking at shipping into so what are the three ports locations that we want to ship to all right these are just the i'm going to give you the major cities close to the ports because usually the ports are like something different outside the major city but i think the top three right now to ship into would be cape town south africa uh, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, mm -hmm. and Buenos Aires, Argentina. Those are the top three. All three have good food. I, I gave you guys three from all around the world just to keep you guessing. <laughs> There's one continent that we actually have multiple shipping ports that we're looking at, but that's just, uh, those are the three that we're most excited about. And it really comes down to seasons of when we can get it on a ship and what the cost will be. And So what's the thing that you're most excited about? Like what, I mean, what is... Like we go to whatever continent. Like what is like what are you looking for? I'm looking for not knowing what's going to happen every day. That's what I want. I want to wake up and every day, even if it's a boring day, sitting there working, I want to know, or I don't want to know what's going to happen. Who's going to walk past our truck on the trail like we are? Now, or I don't want to know, you know, what we're going to have for lunch. Maybe we go to a street a street vendor, or we go to the local market to get food, or you know the good or the bad or what we're going to see. Maybe we're in Africa and we see crazy wildlife outside our window. I, I'm excited for the unknown of what could be. I, I love that in life. I love the unpredictability of it. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I'm excited about. What about you? I think finally being in, well, I love traveling internationally. I love experiencing new cultures. I love that. And being inundated with it every day. Just, it sounds fun to me. It sounds exhausting, but it sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Ooh, that's a, that's yeah. a B. Oh, shoot. All right. I'm just going to get him out. Um, yeah, I think that's something we have. I mean, we people know, but we've been off the road traveling 
internationally for months now. We did go to Mexico for two weeks back in April. Mm-hmm. Man, that seems like such a blur. That was it was a good trip, but there was it was. And it, it's always hard, like we said. It's hard when you fly into a place, and yeah. So we want to experience it. So I think that's what we're really excited about this truck. Mm. And then, um, and the Land Cruiser is uh, like we're part of a cool club now. We're part of a cool kids club. Everybody's so like, oh funny. yeah, you have a Land Cruiser. It Ooh. is so funny, especially at Overland Expo. Even driving down the road already, people are like giving us, you know, yeah, the, the hey, yeah. whatever sign, like the thumbs up, yeah. Or they'll see the Land Cruiser and then they hear it and they go, "Is that a diesel?" <laughs> they get so excited. That's a Land Cruiser diesel. And then there's me in the front seat. And I go, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> But do you sound like that? Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> so how do you think Kramer's liking being back on the road? I think he doesn't know what to do with this truck just yet. <laughs> he doesn't understand the truck. He, Let me get this straight. He loves traveling. He does. He loves it. He, like, today he was able to hop into a river. Today, you know, he, he gets to go to all these cool different dog parks and different places. He loves it. But the truck itself, he's not... It's like a van, but it's not a van. And so it's a little bit louder, and that's already kind of off-putting to his ears a little bit. But then we still haven't, we haven't found a great place for him yet to where he can ride safely, securely, and comfortably uh, down the road. And the only place that he has found sanctuary is my lap. And so he's been riding shotgun with me the entire time. And... Which this, is fun when it's 90 degrees and we yeah, have no AC. We have no AC in this Land Cruiser. We have no AC. Um, it is just... Uh, <laughs> I think I don't know if you saw this, but there is just a guy walking behind us, and he definitely saw us in our microphone. Yeah, it's um, just part of doing it on the road. But anyway, um, yeah, so Kramer... He feels like a wool blanket going down the highway at 55 miles an hour. It's, you know, not what you really want in 90 degrees, but you'll accept it and take care of it. You'd have an option if you learned how to drive stick. That is true. So, um, <laughs> Chris hasn't wanted to finish learning. I don't know. I mean, had time. we haven't had time. So, but Kramer, he, I think he likes it. I think he likes the truck. He, he does. Yeah. He likes the bed. He like. I mean, he likes, he likes the truck when it's stationary, but when it's driving, he's trying, he's, He's still trying to figure it out. He needs to find a safe place because in the van, we had a little bed for him right between the driver and the passenger seat that was on the floor. And he sat there most of the time. And then we also had our bed, which was always in the back of the van and lofted so he could sit on the bed and then watch us. And he loved it. He'd always just sit with his little head rested on the window and just watch traffic and trees as we drove. Mm-hmm. Here he can't do that because the bed's like over over the driving area. We've got to figure out a good little, good little place for him. Yeah. Yeah. Because he likes everything else except for that. But I think he's happy to be back on the road with all the smells. I think he is too. And one of the big uh, renovations that we're doing to this truck. We're not doing much. We should mention that. No, we're not doing much because we love how this truck is laid out. But one of the big ones is we are adding AC primarily for Kramer. And I mean, for us too. I mean, for us too. too. This week alone, I mean, my goodness, there's, it has just been nonstop just sweat and nastiness. Part of that is because like at Overland Expo, there's no shade just parking out in the middle of the sun for hours mm-hmm. they all day all day, all day. You're always in the sun yeah so and even then the ac wouldn't keep up in that but but yeah so we're gonna add an ac for kramer and then um yeah other than that we i mean this thing is ready to go international no, it it, i mean we have everything set ready to go i think kramer's happy to be out of the dog parks again kramer y'all can't see him but he's sitting right next to me 
He's completely wiped out right now. He is wiped out. We need out. to have a little Kramer segment. I wish he could talk, because that'd be so fun. I don't, the internet couldn't handle what he has to say. Kramer? I wouldn't even get up. He's so tired. He's so tired right now. We're all really tired, but I mean. Yeah, I know. I feel like our eyes and everything were just kind of like, oh. It's been such a good, good week, but man, it's catching up with us. Yeah, it has. So, I mean, this is, this is a fun, tired Chris and Sarah, because, <laughs> I mean, we've just had a lot of fun in the sun, and uh, we get to experience this new truck. But for now, this is our first episode from the truck. The, yeah, we're from the truck, so. Our temporary license plate still on the window. <laughs> so if you don't mind, do us a favor. Go to iTunes, leave us a review. Um, send us an email, hello at chrisandsarah.com, um, or you can go leave a voicemail. I don't have the phone number in front of me, so I I don't know why I said that. You always or, put it at the end of the show. Yeah, we put it at the end of the show. So People don't understand how much a little quick rating on Spotify and iTunes and even a one-sentence review can do so much for creators. So if you haven't already, do that. But yeah, so if you don't mind doing that, please do that. It means a lot. We don't ask that you pay us for anything, that kind of stuff. But yeah, if you just don't mind doing that, it'd be great. Do all of that. Tell us what kind of topics you want us to talk about on the truck, you know, where we're going, and then hopefully we'll have some guests inside the truck as well. All right. Well, I guess we'll see you all next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to What No One Tells You with Chris and Sarah. If you have a comment or question that you want answered on the air, be sure to send us a message to hello at chrisandsarah.com or you can call or text our phone number at 423-825-9572. Thanks for listening.